All right, so you know, I'll tell you something, just uh, even before we start, Mamish a couple hours ago, there's a friend of mine that was by Ravichamai Morgenstern for Purim, he just got back from Eretz Yisrael this morning, and he was there, he was there, uh, he went to Ovaya, whatever, and he just told me a couple hours ago that Ravichamai has been telling people that they should go to, uh, they sh- there should be Hespedim for Rav and Asifas for Rav Chaim, uh, Rav Chaim and and the more you go, it's a school for Shalom Bayis and Shadochim and, 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 and children. For Zer Shalkayama, it's a big school for that. That's what, the, that's, what the, that's what this friend told me. And uh, I, don't know if he, I don't know if he, it was unclear on the message whether Richemar gave an explanation or he didn't give an explanation. But I'll tell you the truth, I mean, you know, I don't know, but you know, Friday night, whoever was here, if you remember, we, we spoke about, just for a, a, a couple minutes, how the Indian of... Uh, the Indian of Rav Chaim and its connection to Shabbos candles. So, just throwing it out there. I'm not, I don't think I'm too crazy. There's a connection, Shabbos candles, Shalom Bayes, it's Shadochim, it's, it's, uh, it's children. So, the very fact that we're all getting together for whatever we're going to call this, it's not a hespit, I'm not, I'm not Roy for such a thing, but uh, getting together to makasha ourselves, as the, as the flyer said, right? To makasha ourselves to a spark of the light of the tzaddik, so I, I mean, I came up with that. I'm like, I'm being facetious here. But, uh, you know, so that's just alone. We should be zaycha to all things that come with uh, Nera Shabbos. Okay, so I'll tell you like this. Let me pull back the curtain for a little bit. It's, I find it personally very difficult to speak about a tzaddik, a current tzaddik, or even a tzaddik that was just recently nifter. You see... When you, when you talk about Baruch Hashem and by Kamavak Hashem, we get obviously there's this the usual Shabbos Yontif uh, programming, you know. But then there's also the extracurricular stuff, whether it be yard sites or especially Yom Tov commemorating or connecting to to old tzaddikim. When you do when you're talking about even very 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 big tzaddikim, but from hundreds of years ago, there it's it, there's been hundreds of years for the Jewish people to sort of process. And absorb the infinite light of those of those tzaddikim to the point of where you could put words to them. But when you're talking about a tzaddik of right now, a living tzaddik or just recently passed, it's it's like the first time you're being introduced to Gemara. It's uh, it's an armakif. It's a surrounding light, and it's very difficult to put words and to say this is the Indian of a tzaddik to say such a thing. So we, it, it's, it's so I find this very very difficult. So. So, a little bit of a uh, disclaimer. I guess you can say disclaimer. Every tzaddik is bigger than any one of us, okay? You're talking about, especially tzaddikim that are neshamas klolius, that are collective neshamas, that all of klai Yisrael, you know, in all different ways, but but when you talk about tzaddikim that all of klai Yisrael sort of at least will say, oh, he's a tzaddik. It's very difficult to be, to then any individual person, except for God Himself, to say that's the tzaddik's inyan. So what we're going to speak about tonight is only is only two, two. It's two things. First of all, it's based on the not you can't say who the tzaddik was, but there is something to say by about how what Kla Yisrael say about this tzaddik. You know, when you have a tzaddik who, in his own personal life, behind closed doors, is who knows, you know, in the recesses of his neshama, is who knows how big. But in terms of, of what people say about him, that's also vashkach apratis. And that has to be taken seriously. What this person symbolizes and what this person represents in terms of the hamoinam. 
So that's something to, to consider, number one. And number two, I could only speak based on what things that seem to me and things that feel, that resonate to, to my Sharash HaNashama. And so th- that's, that's as much as I can do. Those that, you know, those of us that share the same Sharash HaNashama, then hopefully maybe these words will resonate with you as well. And if it doesn't resonate, maybe you still have the same Sharash HaNashama as me, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. So it could be all sorts of options. That's, that's you know, those are the disclaimers that I guess we're going to say. But we're just going to, and number three, we're going to, is going to, we're going to say Tyra. I'm not, this is not, I'm not going to say stories. I'm not Roy for such a thing. It's not the, you don't need that. You don't need me for that. We're going to say Tyra. And what I'm going to say, this Tyra, I think, is appropriate and fitting, you know, Lakavid Rabchaim. And, uh, and it's Batar's tefillah that we should be able to makash ourselves to whatever degree possible to the tzaddik and our level. But, but let, me, let, me, let me pull back for a second before we really begin and to give a little bit of a context of what Davide is during a time when a tzaddik passes away. Because I think that's, that's more, that's imp- a, a, just an introductory backdrop to understand what Davide is. And then you could go into specifics, this tzaddik and that tzaddik, what to do. But just the general backdrop, what are we supposed to be doing b'chla? Okay? So it's like this. There's a, a famous letter from the Balatanya Valtani wrote this letter to Chesidim in Eretz Yisrael, who lost their Rebbe. Their Rebbe, uh, I think it was Rendel Vitebsker, he passed away. And the Chesidim of Rendel in Eretz Yisrael were, were heartbroken from it. So the Balatanya wrote, wrote a letter of Nechama to the Chesidim in Eretz Yisrael telling them what's going on. And this is what the Balatanya explained. He said, the Balatanya said like this, he said that what it, who a tzaddik is, is Aleph. Who a tzaddik is, is not their guf. It's not their guf. You want to know who a tzaddik is? What is the essence? What's the life of a tzaddik? The life of a tzaddik is a zahava, his yira, and his amuna. That's what the Baltanya says. It's zahava Sashem, his yira Sashem, and his amuna. That's who the tzaddik is. And therefore, said the Tanya, whenever you're talking about being makashir, having a relationship, knowing the tzaddik, it's never about knowing the body of the tzaddik. It's always about trying to connect yourself to who the tzaddik really is, in terms of his ahava, his yira, and his amuna. That's what the tzaddik is. Therefore, said the Tanya, when the tzaddik is alive, and the light of his neshama, and who the, tzaddik's, the tzaddik's real identity, in terms of his ahava, yira, and amuna, is encased in a physical body, then the language of the Tanya is that the only level of, of, of his kashras that you could have to the essence of who the tzaddik really is, because it's enclosed and concealed by a body, is in language of the Balatanya, you could only get a ziv. You can get a ray of who the tzaddik is. A ray. And so all the hashpa and all the influence and all the hisairas that a person can receive from a living tzaddik, you're never able to truly connect to who the tzaddik is, because who the tzaddik is is completely masked by their physicality and who they are as a human being. And they're not human beings. So all you can get, therefore, is just a ray, it's an aroma of who the tzaddik is. But said the Tanya, but once the tzaddik passes away and the neshama is no longer you know, encumbered and held back and concealed, masked by the body, then now an actual huge opportunity arises, which is a hiskashras to the essence of the tzaddik. The actual amuna, yira, and ahava, and all the, the essence of who the tzaddik is, is now fully accessible. Now fully accessible. Now, obviously that's a catch-22, right? Because on the one hand, 
now the essence of the tzaddik is accessible, but there's no physical body and no uh, physical interactions to have with. So you're now left to sort of have that hiskashras and to figure out how to do that within yourself. So he talks about that. That's why he, the, the Baltanya's son, the Mitla Rebbe, then uses that as a springboard to have a whole mimer about the Indian of going to Kivar Tzadikim, what's going on when you go to a Kever. That's obviously not for now. But, but to understand, when a Tzadik passes away, it's an opportunity to have a real Yichud, that's the language, language of the Svarim, a real Yichud, a real unification with who the tzaddik is. No longer just standing as you are and the tzaddik is over there and having a little bit of an aroma and a little bit of a ray of light coming off the tzaddik and bathing you in the light. No, no, no. Now we're talking about having an opportunity to be makashi yourself and to have a yichud. Almost like a, like a kilu chasen and kala, like mamisha yichud with his neshama and yourself. And that's possible now because now the guf is not holding anything back. Now we have a klal. Whenever a yichud needs to take place, a real hiskashas needs to take place, it always needs two, two ingredients. There's always a step one, followed by a step two. Step one is what's called halos mayanukfen, or, or, or in other words, step one is, is hishtoikikus, a deep desire on the, on the part of the receiver to want to connect. There has to be a very deep hisoyrus on the part of the receiver to want to receive. And when there is, when the lower waters are raising up, then the higher waters descend below. Right? When the when the chasen go when the kala goes to the chasen, the chasen then goes out to greet the kala by the chapa. Right? That's the minik. The kala, the chasen is by the chapa, the kala walks towards the chasen. And the minig is that the Sardin do this in extreme way, Ashkenazim a little bit, but the chasen goes then out to greet the kala and they come together to the chuppah, right? Why is that? Because to have a real yichud, a real yichud, not just, not just a, uh, again, a, a ray from a distance. We're talking about a real hiskashras. It needs a very deep cheshek, a very deep desire on the behalf of the receiver to come close, to want to come close. And this is why the Avaidah, when a tzaddik passes away, the initial Avaidah is with Hespedim and Bechias and mourning the great loss. The, 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 there's an Avaidah to that. It's not just a human reaction when, when something, Chashev, is no longer here. So obviously you, 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 know, you mourn it. But understand the Avaidah behind it. The Avaidah of mourning, the Avaidah of talking about what's lost, is not about woe is to us, yish, and despair. Because I'll tell you what, it goes two ways. Either a person feels that loss and then can fall into, into Yish, right? Or you don't feel the loss and you fall into Yish over the fact that you don't feel the loss, right? And that's, I'm sure there's probably people in the room that fall into that category. And maybe you're here because you feel guilty about what would be if you didn't come, right? Something like that. So there is such a thing. But the answer is, there's an, this is not void. The void is to be the kala to walk towards the chasen. And, and, and sometimes th- to do that by, 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 by crying, by mourning, by talking about what, what, what is inaccessible, by what's, you know, talking about the kara that's just beyond your reach, you know? That itself, that itself o- is opening you up to then receive, to then receive the, the, the waters from above. So the more we can be makasha ourselves, on whatever level possible, to now want to connect to the tzaddik, and this is always this is always the irony, right? It's always the irony. 
because I'm sure many, and I've, I've, many people have, have mentioned this to me, they're like, now all the videos are coming out, right? Now everyone's talking about Rechaim Kinyaski. What about two weeks ago, right? And it's like everyone was like, you know, we should, we should, no, the, what we should do is we should find the Gadol who's, uh, who's Kanayin Har, Baruch Hashem, still alive, and let's make a whole campaign to make him, uh, you know, right? After they pass away, then all of a sudden everyone's talking about, oh, if only, if only, if only. That, that, there's a reason for that. Because that's the avoida. That's the avoida. The avoida is like I, f- I feel bad. I didn't see him more often, or I feel bad. I didn't uh, ever have the chance to go get a bracha, or I feel bad over the fact that I don't feel bad. That's all good. That's all. That's called making yourself a cleave. It's called making yourself a vessel to receive. And then when you make yourself a vessel, then you're not just getting a ray of light. It's the essence of the tzaddik. So that's that's the general again backdrop of the avoida. The the the, the sense of loss. The sense of loss and the sense of, of if only, if only, that, that, is, that itself, that's not a passive nebuch, woe is to us. That's an active kala walking towards the chasen. And then when there's, when the kala walks towards the chasen, the chasen walks towards the kala. And then all of a sudden, like the Tanya says to the chasidim in Eretz Yisrael, when you have that, when you go through this process, you'll be able to find within yourself deeper levels of Ahava and deeper levels of Yira, deeper levels of Amuna, Madrigas that you were never able to reach before, upgrades in your own Neshama. Why? Because no longer are you just getting a ray of light from the Rebbe. You're, able, you're actually able to have a real Hiskashris in a, in a real Yichadik away with the Rebbe because now his essence is accessible. So that's just the backdrop. Okay, so now, now let's begin. Now let's begin. As I said, just to remind ourselves, this is only, uh, we, we don't know anything about anyone. <laughs> I don't know anything about, you don't know anything about anyone. We don't know anything about ourselves. We certainly don't know anything about tzaddikim of this level. That's for sure not. But as I said, what, what their, what their uh, I hate to say this, I'm not going to say these words, like what, what it would say on, uh, on uh, what's the website? And I, you know, if Hashem took it out of my head, I'm not going to say it. You know what I'm talking about? The, the dictionary website that says Wikipedia, yeah. So, like, if if it, whatever it says, you know, what what people say about this tzaddik is significant. It is significant. So, so what do people say about Reb Chaim? One of the things that certainly sticks out about Reb Chaim Kinyaski Zetzal that we all know is what Kol Hatara Kul in the palm of his hand, right? Absolute, absolute recall in Kol Hatara Kula on all levels of Torah. Nigla, Nister, breath and width of Tyra, absolute recall and absolute hiskashus. That, 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 that's, that's what you say. You could, there's a million other things, and that's maybe even a tip of the iceberg of who he was, but that's what people say. So let's talk about that for a few minutes, okay? And we're again, the idea is to try to, to try to, to try to make ourselves into kalas. That's the idea, to make ourselves into kalas, to walk towards the chasen, and hopefully, hopefully, we do that, each one on our own level, a little bit of the chasen will enter into our lives and will become deeper and bigger oivdim because of it. That, that's as much as we could ask for. Okay, so let's go through this sugi a little bit. Of what, this sugi of what? The sugi of kol ha-tarakul. Kol ha-tarakul. And again, all this is by way of hiskashras to the tzaddik, of trying to develop within ourselves a longing to reach that, to reach the tzaddik, because again, the tzaddik, is, you have to redefine it. The tzaddik is not the body. The tzaddik is that inyan of kol tarakula. That's what the tzaddik is right now. So by learning and trying to dream about uh, what it would be like to have kol tarakula and what that inyan is, that itself means the kala coming towards the chasen. You understand? That's what it means. So let's talk about that inyan of kol tarakula. Okay, so 
But before that, I have no choice. We are at a funny time in the year right now, and I have, you know, you're all here, so I have to, I have to use this as an opportunity. We're right between Purim and Pesach, yeah? Okay. So I've been, I've been mentioning this a couple times already from before Purim, and I feel like it's a... You know, I think it's an important mimer to use this year. Rabbi Nachman, Abreslov taught that before Mashiach comes, even though until for many generations, for all generations, until the very end, the beginning has always been defined as Pesach. Pesach is the beginning. But before Mashiach comes, one has to begin to redefine the beginning as Purim. And Purim has to reshape our perspective of Pesach through Shavuos. So instead of a thing like Purim is the end of you know, the previous year, and Nisan is a new chapter, a new Yom Tovim season, no, no, no. Pesach is redefined by Purim, Sfiris Aymer, Shavuos, it's all being redefined by Purim. So we have to think about that. In what way does Purim redefine Pesach through Shavuos? That's Aleph. Days, when it comes to Pesach, if Nekachanas, okay? So we know the, the, the Haggadah says that one of the, um, you know, by, by the Haggadah, when we get to the Ten Makas, right? So you pour out the grape juice for the wine, Dam Sferdeh, and so on. And then Rabbi Yudah Haynesimem Simonim. Rabbi would give Simonim Tatzach Adash Bachav. Obvious question. Simonim are there when you have something. What are Simonim? So in the Gemara we find Simonim, right? Let's say there's a long Gemara, long Shach long back and forth, many questions, many answers. So sometimes the Gemara will give a Simon. Rashatavis of the questions back and forth. You can remember it because the Gemara was oral. So it's a lot to remember. You have a hard time remembering the Ten Makis. <laughs> of all things, you know, from the time that you're a little kid, it's so hard to remember. Another strange thing and oddity about the Seder is the Simonim of the Seder. It's also Simonim, right? We have Simonim for the Makis and you have Simonim for the Seder. Again, I mean, how complicated is it? You can't remember. You know, it's like, uh, there's much more complicated. There's no Simonim to know how, you know, all Shmanesrei. And there was no sitter back in the times of Chazal, so you have to know Shmoneser Bahart. So people know Shmoneser Bahart, Shachar Smichamayer, if they have no problem, Roshani Yom Kippur Davin, they have down pat. Kaddish Yorchatz Karpaz Yachas, we might forget. So it's a, it's a very strange thing to have Simon Abachlal. And the final thing to think about is the Seder plate. Again, there's other questions you could have, but just want to spark the you know, Pesach mind a little bit. The Seder plate. A seder plate for us. So we have yes, we need the, the certain things. You need an egg, and you need matzah, and you need a seder plate. Uh, you put it on the table, whatever. You need it. What's the Indian of a kaara of a seder plate? Okay, those are the the uh, Purim Pesach questions put in the back. Let's get back to Kol Targula. Okay, so it's like this: There's a medrash in Tehillim. Okay, medrash in Tehillim, Yud Capital uh, Yud Beis. It says like this: Om Rabbi Yannai. Rabbi Yannai said, Loid nitnu divrei Torah chatuchen. The Torah was not given in a way where everything is clear and everything is concise and everything is, is what it is. It was not given in a, in a package like that. It was not wrapped up in a bow. Ella, kol dover v'dover shaykhlesh baruch rather. The Torah was given that everything is being pulled apart in a million directions. It's not all packaged. There's no one Seder plate pulling it all together. Not only is, is this parsha disjointed from that parsha, and this halacha is dis, has nothing to do with that halacha, even within one mimer, one deeper that Hashem said, every deeper that Hashem said to Maisha, everything had 49 interpretations this way and 49 interpretations that way. So everything is being pulled apart. The Torah is not a unified entity. Amr Lafan of Rabbi Nishlam, so Maisha receives Torah like that, and he says to Hashem, How are we going to function like that? Everything, is, uh, everything could go a million, a million directions. 
Amr Lai, so Hashem said, Acharam Lattis. Okay, so you have a klo of Acharam Lattis. Go based on the majority. Robo Hamatamin. If Taka turns out that the majority of Chachamim believe this particular situation, that the thing is Tomei, then Tomei. Robo Matarin is Tahar. Acharam Lattis. Okay, so it's a clear measure telling us that the way Torah is, and that's what we feel like this, it's, it's, in, it's in a bunch of pieces. It's in a bunch of pieces. Mitzat Sheni, there's a Tesefta in Mesecha Sanhedrin. Okay, the Tesefta in Perak Zion in Sanhedrin is still an interesting halacha. It's, it's recorded in Gemara too, but this line is only the Tesefta. The Gemara talks about certain the protocols in Beis Medrash. You know, the Rosh Hashiva, the Tana, the Amar would come to Beis Medrash and would not be, and it'd be an opportunity for the students to ask questions. So there's a whole uh, procedure, you know. Uh, you know, uh, Yidin sometimes have. You know, they push a little bit, so we have to have protocol about who gets to ask first and so on. So there's a whole list. So uh, questions that are more halakha lamaisa get, have the, should be answered first. It's all a thing. Says to Seth like this, shoyal ke'inyin, shoyal shoyal ke'inyin. Let's say two people come to ask the rabbi the question. One person is asking a question on the sugis that they're learning. And one person is coming from a completely other end of shas. One is ke'inyin and one shoyal ke'inyin. So says the Tesef, the meshivin es shoyal ke'inyin. You, the Rebbe should respond to the one that's asking the topical uh, Indian that they're learning about. And the person that's coming with a question from left field that has nothing to do with what they're learning, he should say, he should preface his question by saying, this has nothing to do with what we're learning, but a random question from some other Mesechta. And then if there's no one else that has a question, then obviously the Rebbe will answer that. But if there's anything else that's more Negea, you answer the Negea question first. Divir Reb Meir. The Chachamim Oymrim ain't tzarech. The Chachamim say it's not true. Halach Lamaisa takes precedence, but but two questions. One is about the sugi that they're learning, and one's completely unrelated. The Rebbe has the right to answer whichever one he wants. Why? Because Kol HaTarakula Inyanechad. Kol HaTarakula Inyanechad. All of Torah is one Inyan. It's all wrapped up in one bow. It's all one big sugi. There's a Medrash Tanchuma, the end of Parshas Chukas. It says as follows: Kol Divrei Torah Tzrichim Zelazeh. All of Torah, one piece of Torah needs the other. Everything fills everything else. This is the key, and this is the door, right? So you have a door. You're, you're, you have a you know a locked door in the Gemara in Yevamis. The key to that Gemara Yevamis is the Gemara Megillah. That's the way it works. So we have, so so it seems to be a steer in Chazal. So which one is it? Which one is it? Is Torah completely disjointed and pulled apart? And there's no unifying entity, Metzius. It's not one sugya. It's a million sugyas. It's a million sugyas. Or no, is all of Torah one sugya? What does it mean, all of Torah is one sugya? It's not one sugya. There's Shabbos, and there's Erevin, and there's Yuvamis, and there's Taharis, and there's Medrash. What does it mean, Bechlal Ininach? So there's a turf in the Ragged Shavar. This is the Ragged Shavar. He uses this in many, many places. This is what the Ragged Shavar writes, just a couple lines. He's talking about, it's in, it's, it's in a bunch of places. Parshish Kisis in particular, the Raghat Shavar says, he's talking about the difference between the Torah that we would have received if we got the first Luchas versus the Torah that we did receive with the second Luchas. So it says like this, Da'az, with the first Luchas, or that moment by Shavuos, right, before the Chet Egel, for that temporary moment, Havi HaKol Nekuda, Loi Chalakis. Said the, said the, said the Raghat Shavar, this Inyan of Kol HaTarakula being Inyan Echad, that is what the Torah would have looked like if we received the first Luchas. What the Torah was before the Chet Egel was one Inyan. 
It was one sugi. It was one inyan, which is elokus, godliness. That's what kol Torah was. Every single aspect of Taira, from the perspective of the first luchas, was nothing more than, it was clearly and visibly nothing more than commentary to one specific point. And that one specific nakuda, which is indivisible and absolutely simple in its essence, is Ein Oymovade, the essence of God, Elokos. Every other mitzvah, whether it be tzitzis and tefillin and yibum and chalitza and kashras and taharis and you name it, is all just other, just different reflections of the same thing. Just simply different reflections of the same thing. That was the reality of Luchas Rishonis. Comes the Chet Egel, and the Chet Egel, because of that complete, the first Luchas are broken, they're broken, and now we receive the second Luchas. Said the Ragged Shavar, by the times of the first Luchas, Kol HaTayra V'Ha'Oilam V'Yisrael Havinukuda. Not just was the Torah in Yenechad, but from the perspective of the first Luchas, all of the world was in Yenechad. All of Klal Yisrael was in Yenechad. When it says in the Pasuk, and we all from Chazal, that they stood by the Harsinah, everyone says, everyone says that was the Hachana for Harsinah. We weren't able to receive the Torah unless the Jewish people were unified and we saw each other like one entity. Why? Simply because Hashem loves Achtas. And Hashem has a big gift called the Torah. And it's Chaval. Hashem doesn't want to share his toys unless uh, he likes you. And he only likes people that like each other. So that's, that's why he's only willing to share the Torah with us. That's for, that's for children. The, the real reason why we had to be in a state of Kish Echad Echad is because what we were going to receive was Inyan Echad. Was Inyan Echad. That Inyan Echad, which is Hashem Echad, that Inyan Echad can only be received by an Echad. So when you have... They can receive a Torah Achas and they can receive an Elokus Achas. This is why the Svarim say in Rosh Hashanah Davening, so we go through Malchias, right? We go through Malchias, the Temp Sukkim, talking about how Hashem is the king. And then it says, the last line is, So Chassidish Rebbe's used to say, that's all it says, it all says, it all says, it's a lot of other Sukkim. No, it's a, that's all it is. The Nebuchadnezzar Melch famously says, it says, that Hashem said to Moshe all these things. What are all these things? And that's how we received it at Har Sinai. The Rabbana Shalom said all the Dibris, all the Ten Commandments, in one moment, with one sentence. What a mouth can't say and an ear can't hear. That's the Indian Echad of Kol Terukul. That's the Indian Echad of Luchas Rishonis. This is why Chazal say, if we would have received the first Luchas, there would, no, there would be no such thing as forgetting. Why? When you have sogias upon sogias in a million pieces, so Chazal say a klal, tefasta maruba, like tefasta. Everyone that ever tried juggling knows that if you, if you don't know how to juggle, one ball, that you can handle, right? But all of a sudden, two balls, three balls, all of a sudden they all drop, right? Tefasta maruba, like tefasta. You try to grab too much, you grab nothing. If Torah is given in a way of rabim, of many, it's impossible to remember everything unless... Uh, unless you have an unbelievably huge photographic memory, and even then, even then, even then, the Indian of Torah of the Torah not be, not having forgetfulness from Luchas Rishonis is because all those is one sugi. Everyone can remember one thing. Everyone knows the pasuk Shema Echad. If that's all, Besaras Lekas of Leimer, one pasuk, we can handle that. It's one ball. The cha, the chaval of Chet Egel is that what is that the Luchas Rishonis were broken, and we received then is the Luchas Shnias.
and said the Rogachover, after the Egel, all of Torah is now redefined as being in Yenechad to now being a million pieces. In other words, those two Midrashim that I quote, that I started with in the beginning, the Medrash Tillam, that Moshe Rabbeinu was given the Torah, it's all over the place. Even one Debor of Hashem is divided into 49 like this and 49 like that. There's nothing holding anything together. That's a description of what, of Luchashni is. But when the Medrash says, for example, in the Tesefta, that what? What the door is here, but the key is over here. It's all one beginning. That's a description of the Torah that would have been with Luchas Rishonim. Okay, but you know what's the amazing thing is that we know is that the Luchas Rishonim broke, but they're still in the Aaron. So here's a chiddush from the Ragachov. Listen to this. Okay, it's an amazing thing. The Ragachov writes also in Parshas Yisrael like this: Yishnafkin when did we receive the second luchas? What day? That was Yom Kippur, right? That's when Hashem forgave us enough for the Chet Egel. Fine, let's move past the Chet Egel. I'll give you luchas, luchas Shniyas. The Ragachar has a Chiddush. Everything was affected by this change between the Inyan Echad of Luchas Rishonis to the many Inyanim of Luchas Shniyas, even Shabbos itself. The Ragachar says that Shabbos, the, the halachic definition of Shabbos is every single moment is its own little mitzvah. There is no one thing that's called the 24 hours of Shabbos, here you go. The Pasuk the, the says, yumas, that those that desecrate Shabbos are Chayiv Misa. The Medrash asks, what's Mois Yumas, double Lashen? Chazal, the Medrash says, Mois Yumas means, I'll call Rega Verega. It means that Shabbos itself, time itself, you can look at it in two ways, right? When you, have, when you have a day, is it one big day that's being given to you? Or are you being given pieces? So from the perspective of what of Luchas Rishon is, time itself is one big, everything is, everything is one. Tyre is one, the world that's created from Tyre is one. So time itself is given as one. But from the Luchas Shniyas, the second Luchas perspective, everything is divvied out in small pieces. It says in Pasach Hazal, say even Shabbos is affected by that, and Shabbos is, is in such a way of kol rega v'rega. Said the Rogachar, because of that halach l'maisa, if you have a kid that becomes bar mitzvah in the middle of Shabbos, well, let's say a person is Magayar in the middle of Shabbos, then guess what? Then he's Chayiv Midaraisa to keep the rest of Shabbos. Ah, he didn't have the full 24 hours. Shabbos is not 24 hours. Shabbos is every single moment of Saturday. It's every single thing. Said the Rogachavar, that's Shabbos, but not Shabbos Shabbos and not Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur still holds on to what? To the Mitzias of Luchas Rishonis. Said the Rogachavar, the Mitzias of Yom Kippur is not like Shabbos. Yom Kippurim who Azman Etzem. Yom Kippur, halachically, said the Ragachov, he proves this, I'm not going to bog you down with the proofs, but the Ragachov proves that the Metzias of Yom Kippur is not every moment of Yom Kippur, it's a new obligation, this moment fast. Rather, Yom Kippur is 24 hours, and the 24 hours of Yom Kippur is being given to you from the beginning. Therefore, said the Ragachov, halachalamaisa, if a person becomes a Ger Tzaddik in the middle of Yom Kippur, or a kid becomes bar mitzvah or bas mitzvah in the middle of Yom Kippur, midar raisa, they don't have to fast the rest of the day because they, they didn't have a whole Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is one big thing. Either you got it, the whole thing, or you don't. In other words, what the Ragat Shavr is revealing to us is as follows, is that although the first luchas we didn't receive in full, and what we received at the end was what? Was luchas shnias, which seems to us as what? As just uh, you know, juggling 50 million balls, but that's only what it looks like to the surface. 
But the Chiddush of Yom Kippur, what's the Chiddush of Yom Kippur? The Chiddush of Yom Kippur, the day that the second Luchas were given, means that behind the scenes, even behind the scenes of the many details of Torah, there is still the Inyan Echad. There is still the Inyan Echad. And this is something that, again, I, like I said from the beginning, this is just the Fisharish Nishmasi. So all I can speak, you know, so it's going to, you know. The, what again? That means that Yom Kippur reveals to us that even after receiving Torah, which is which is brachas and Shabbos and Erev and v'chulu v'chulu, a million details and a million pieces, and uh, this moment and that moment and all disjointed things. But Yom Kippur's Megala that behind the scenes there still remains Inyan Echad, which means that it's still within our capability of the makasher ourselves to that Inyan Echad. And when you connect yourself to that Inyan Echad then that's a way of being able to somehow keep hold of all the million pratim. And even though there's such a thing as forgetfulness in Tyra now, because it's 50 million balls, but there is still a kayak in the world of what? Of knowing kola tarakula, which runs against the rule of tafasta murba like tafasta. How is it possible for a tzaddik to be able to know kola tarakula in the palm of his hand? That tzaddik also believes in the Gemara. The Gemara paskins tafasta murba like tafasta. There's nothing great. Arucha merits midah. The Torah is great. There's, there's, nothing great. there's nothing more roiv, there's nothing more mul, uh, that's, that's more numerous than Torah itself. And tafasta, rubble like tafasta. The answer is, in order to have an achiza, in order to have a hold on kol kula, and to have absolute recall, total control of kol kula, it means that you're still holding by luchas rishainus. It means that you're still connected to the inyan echad behind the scenes. And this is why even one of the Spade Minarets Yisrael, I can't remember which tzaddik it was, but they mentioned the Medrash in Shir Shirim. That the Medrash in Shir Shirim says that when you have a tzaddik who's a bechin of shakol boy in Eshkol, that kola terkul is in his hands, that person is a bechin of Yom Kippur. That person brings the kapar to the Jewish people. Stam. So it was said, it's a Medrash, fine. So it's mechazik. The pnimius behind the Medrash is this Indian. Because the kayach of being an Eshkol, the kayach of being someone that has kolatur kul in the palm of your hand means that you are connected deeply to the Indian Echad that all of Torah is coming from. When a tzaddik that is kolatur kula learns any particular piece of Gemara, it's elokus. It's elokus. That's all he's thinking. That's all he knows. That's all he's paying attention to. That's why everything is an absolute recall because Busaraslah Kasav Laimar, one Pasak, Shema Yisrael That's all there is. So of course that person is the Bechinis from Kippur. This is why it's an amazing thing. <clears throat> this is why it's an amazing thing that we find that, the, 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 this is an interesting, interesting point. What is the longest Pasuk in all of Chumash? I'm not going to start going through each Pasuk. And talking about it, you know what I'm saying? The, longest, the longest Pasuk in terms of words in all of Chumash. You know, what does it mean a long Pasuk? Means a lot of tafasta maruba, not tzumzach, not to the point, lengthy, lengthy, many balls to juggle in this pasuk. The longest pasuk in all of Chumash is, in fact, the first pasuk in the story of the Chet Egel. The pasuk says in uh, it's in Parshas Kisisa. Just one second, I'll read it to you, and you'll see you'll see when I read it. It's not a long pasuk. The the pasuk says like this. Right? People saw that Moshe Rabbeinu delayed from coming down. 
they gathered to Aaron, Vayomer Elov, and they said to him, Kum Aselanu Elohim, come make for us a God, Ashayel Chufinenu, who will come walk before us, Kizeh Maishish, because this Maisha, this person Maisha, Asher Hilon, Emeritus Sarim, that took us out of Egypt, Layadanim Hayulai, we don't know what happened to him. That's the Pasuk. It's the longest Pasuk in all of Chumash. Fine. Why? Because again, what's the Chet Egel? The Chet Egel disconnects us from Luchas Rishainis and throws us from what? From Inyan Echad to what? To many Inyanim. So of course the longest Pasuk with so many words is going to be the first Pasuk in Chet Egel. But what's the longest Pasuk in all of Tanakh? So the longest Pasuk in all of Tanakh is in Megil Sester. Okay. It's Megil Sester. The Pasuk says in Megil Sester, again I'll find a few. <coughs> It's in, I think it's in Parachas, when, 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 when Haman is killed. And so the Pasuk says that, uh, that, um, that Ahasuerus gives permission to Mordechai and Esther to write a new letter, right? To send to the whole world for the Jewish people to defend themselves and destroy Haman. That's the longest Pasuk in all of Tanakh. The Pasuk says, I'll read it to you, it's a long Pasuk. Why? Because that's the secret of Purim. The secret of Purim and Yom Kippur is Yom Kippur. It's Yom Kippur. Because Yom Kippur is what? Yom Kippur is what? That there's Taka, Kayach, that even though the Luchas Rishonis were broken. But the Shivrei Luchas, the second Luchas behind the scenes contain a level of Inyan Echad. Purim is that on steroids. Because what is Purim? Purim is many Inyanim. The whole storyline of Purim took a very long time. Like those are 13 years, right? That's what Purim was. And every single piece of the Megillah Sester is completely irrelevant. This isolate each point is completely irrelevant. The Jewish people living through the story of Purim is completely irrelevant. Every single Nakuda. Only at the very end was it revealed that the, the, the one God, the God of Sarasla Kosov Lamar, Shemai Soshem Echad, the Inyan Echad, the Luchas Rishainas, are not only behind the scenes somewhere that you have to, some, uh, you know, that somehow you could find. The Reboy Pratim, the details, the, 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 the 50 million balls that were juggling throughout the Megillah Sester is itself the Inyan Echad. That, that's the whole Inyan of Purim. And so the longest Pasuk in all of Tanakh is a Tikkun for the longest Pasuk in Chumash. The Tikkun, the Chet Egel, comes from Purim. This is why Rabbi Nachman said that, that Purim, the poor of Purim, turns into the para, the paraduma, to be Mesakin for the Chet Egel, to prepare us for Pesach. Because this is what Purim does. Purim realigns for us that the Reboi Pratim, the many details of Yiddishkeit, the details, the 50 million balls that we experience viscerally from Luchas are not only is the residue of Luchas Rishonis still there, which is Yom Kippur, it, it is Luchas Rishonis. It just looks like a million details. Just like the storyline of Purim looks like a million details. And it looks like Tevin, it looks like coincidences, everything going, and any particular moment, because it looks like nature in the story of Purim, it could have been a million things. It could have been a million things. See, that's the difference. When you're talking about Luchas Rishonis, there's no, there's no possibility of there being anything else. Thus is, that's what the Rabbanu Shalom is. But when you're talking about nature and coincidence, like the Megillah Sester, it could be anything. So any particular moment could have been another thing. And so the whole Indian Megillah Sester is disjointed. You drink until you don't know what's up, what's down, until, you, until you're disjointed. Right? That's what you do in Purim. And Afal Pikim, that itself is Yichud. That itself is Besras Lekos of Lamer. That Purim therefore redefines for us what Pesach is about. 
What's Pesach? Pesach is not just a time where the Rabbanu Shalom took us out of Mitzrayim. Pesach was a time where the Rabbanu Shalom was preparing the world to receive Luchas Rishonis on Shavuos. That's what it is. What is Shavuos? Shavuos is the moment where the Rabbanu Shalom gave us the Luchas Rishonis. So what are we celebrating Shavuos for? We didn't get the Luchas Rishonis. He's preparing us. We hear that Sarah Sadibris is very nice. They didn't make it. The experience of that Sarasa Dibris of what? Of Kola Terakula being given Bidibur Echad, we didn't experience we, it didn't make it. It didn't last. The answer is, the answer is Purim tells us you could talk celebrate Pesach. And you can celebrate and Pesach prepares the world for that. Pesach 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 takes, as everyone knows from the from the, from Gerich Sidim, the Svasem Khlishirun used to say about this a lot, that you, the Rabbanishum created the world with ten utterances. That's our Mamaris, right? Every one of the Mamaris is described with the name Elokim. Elokim means Baal Hakaychis Kulam. Elokim means there's a million stuff going on, a lot of balls, a lot of balls. Even the name of Hashem, it's Loshan Rabbim. It's Mamash Loshan Rabbim. Elokim, it's Loshan Rabbim. So that's our Mamaris, because the world that was created, the tangible world that we see, the world that Purim is, is involved in, it's a very long Pasuk. And it's a very long Pasuk. And that's a world that's not ready to receive, to, re, to, to have the light of, this, of the Luchas Rishonis redefine reality. So therefore, said the Chedushirim and so on, that you need the world to go through the ten Makis. And what happens by the ten Makis is that the world is being reoriented to be able to become a vessel to receive the Inyan Echad of the Aseris Adibris. This is the secret of why Rabbi Yehuda HaYinesem Simonim. Why does Rabbi Yehuda have to give simonim? The end of a simon is what? Is to help make sure that you remember it. How do you remember it? By making this shakvatari, which is very complicated, inyan echad. What do you have to do there for the makis? It's easy. The answer is Rabbi Yehuda is not giving you a simon in order to remember what the makis are because you might forget the ten makis. Ask your little kid, he'll tell you the ten makis. Rabbi Yehuda is revealing to you what the makis are. He's telling you what the makis are simonim. The makis are preparing the world to be able to remember Kol Tarakula. To, to receive a Torah of Luchas Rishonis. And again, and Purim says to us that even if you didn't receive the Luchas Rishonis, you still did. Because the Luchas Shnias, with all of its million details, that's only to the, to the naked eye. But just like Purim, it just looked like a million details. The truth of all truths is that it's still Inyan Echad. It's still Inyan Echad. This is why for a, for a you know, let, let me share with you a couple lines uh, Rabbi Tzadik Akain writes this. Again, I wouldn't, you, know, you can't say this, but this is what Rabbi Tzadik writes. I mean, I, I can't say it, but he does. He says like this. Should, I, I've mentioned this, I quote this before. There is one Indian that all of Tarsh Shabbat and all of Tarsh Shabbat is trying to drill into our heads and into our hearts. A person should understand to truly absorb that his entire life, his entire existence, the life force of the entire universe, and all of its uh, complexities, is it's coming from one place and there's one root and there's one life force behind all things and all there is is one. And this is all the wisdom of Torah at all. It's all, it still is one Indian. The only way to get to that Inyan Echad is if you go into Torah looking for that Inyan Echad. When you, when, you, when you want to believe that Inyan Echad and you're looking for it, then the Luchas Shnias reveal themselves to still be the Luchas Rishonis. And then you're able to experience Pesach and to go through the Seder and you could take all the disjointed things and have one Kara, one Seder plate that binds it all together. 
and you can have Simonim telling you throughout the entire Seder what to do next, because it's all Indian Echad. That's the secret of Pesach. Pesach is, again, it's a yontif that's, that, that we're able to fully connect ourselves to because we have the chizik of Purim. When Purim reveals to us that what? That even in a disjointed world of Teva, where there's 50 million bulls, it's still one Indian. The 50 million bulls is one Indian. Varaya Purim. So now we can believe, oh, if that's really what it is anyway, then maybe we could be Zaycha to talk experience the Indian Echad. And to experience the Indian Echad, that's Pesach through Shavuos. But you need the Hischaskas to know that the world that you're living in is still a world of Indian Echad. And that's what Purim is. This is why we find an amazing thing. There's a, there's a fantastic Medrash. It's not a Medrash. It's a Gemara Babasra. The Gemara, it's a... It's one of the Ayin Gimel Mabez and Babasra. It's one of the Rabba Babrachana Gemars. Rabba Babrachana Gemars. There's a whole bunch of stories over there from Rabba Babrachana. Fantastic, Mamish. Crazy stories. So let me share with you one quick, Mamish, a couple lines. It's part of a longer story, but just a couple lines of it. It's already getting late. And uh, listen to this. So it says like this. So Rav Rochana said, we, I was going with some of my friends, we were going in the Midbar, in the desert. And traveling with us was this Arab merchant. And he had the Schiddish. He would be able to take dirt that he was standing on, and smell it. And he would be able to say, oh, this piece of dirt, if you follow this piece of dirt straight, it'll get you to that particular place. That was his Chachma. And this piece of dirt will take you there. So the Gemara says, So he said to him, So we're in the desert, so smell our dirt and tell us how far are we from water? How far are we from water? And he tells him, okay, he smells the dirt, and he tells him specific instructions. It's nice. Says the Marsha, there's only one person in Jewish history that we have such a thing that he's morach v'doyen that he's able to smell and to be able to paskin, to know the truth. The Chazal says such a thing about Mashiach. That Mashiach is what? Mashiach is a tzaddik that is able to smell on you and to know the very the, the Indian echad of your life. When Chazal say about Mashiach, that Mashiach is, is not going to need a dintar, he's not, you're not going to have to tell him, Reuven and Shimon, they're not going to have to come with machlekesin and proofs and back and forth. Mashiach will smell and he'll know exactly who you are and everything he needs to know about you, everything you need to know about yourself. That inyan of Marach Vadoin means the power of being able to figure out the inyan echad of that Jew's life. Said the, Mar- the Marshal, this Gemara writes, that this taya, this merchant, is a remez, this kayach of Marach Vadoin, of being able to know, and that's why it's the earth, because people are made from offer. And when it says in this Gemara, Rabbi Khan is describing the hutaya, this merchant, that's able to pick up a piece of dirt and smell it and know exactly where it's going, that's the secret of Mashiach to be able to know the inyan echad of that person's life. And said the Gemara, and says Rabbi Barachana, and where do you get the kaych of such a thing? Where does the tzaddik hador, where does the Mashiach tzakeinu have the kaych of what? Of being able to look at it and say, that's the Indian of this guy's life. And I see the 50 million bulls, and all that is shtusim, it's all havalm, it's all chitzanis. Who is the person? Marach Vedon. You know why? Kama Ruchikin Memaya. Said the Marasha, only a yid that knows kol ha and is able to be makasher themselves to tire in such a way that's compared to water. See, water is also indivisible. When you take a drop of water and you pull it away from a puddle and you put it back in, it, 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 it's one chefza. It's not the million pieces that are woven together. It's one, it's, it's one entity. You could have a million pieces of drops of water you put in one bucket. It's one big drop. It, it, it's, it's in an echad. Only it's sadik that's makasher to what? 
to Kolotar Kula. And the only way to have Kolotar Kula is what? Is to makash yourself to the Elokus, to the Inyan Echad of Torah. That's a tzaddik that's able to look at a Jew and say the Inyan Echad of that Jew's life. And this is what we find Rabbi Nachman and Sikha Saran, Rabbi Nachman writes, that if you want to truly love Yidin, the only way to truly love Yidin is if you love Kolotar Kula. If there's any particular sugyas in Yiddishkeit that you are just uninterested in learning about, just it on, I, I could not care less, right? People always say could, could care less. If you want to make the point, it's I could not care less, right? That's, so the guy, I could not care less about that sugya. Then that means you can't love Yidin. Rabbi Nachman says such a thing. And the simon of what? Of loving Torah is if you love Yidin. Loving Yidin, loving Torah, why? Because it, it, to love a yid means you have to be mark for It means you have to look at this person and see inyan echad of that guy's life. And everything else is, this, is a distraction. And to be makushet to inyan echad, it means that you have to see the inyan echad in Torah too. It's, one, it's either, either your luchas rishonis or your luchas shnias. Like I said from the beginning, I have no hasag, I don't know, I, I, only the Rebbe knows how, uh, how nothing I am. Only the Rebbe knows that. Everyone knows a little bit. The Rebbe knows how much, okay? So I have no shaykhs to talk about at Tzadik Yisrael and Rebbe Kanyeski. not. But as I said, all I can speak about is what everyone says about him and what resonates to me. And to me, what resonates is this Indian is what? Is to have an achiz and kolotar kula means that this is a, we're talking about a tzaddik that's still shaykh to Luchas Rishanis. And Luchas Rishanis means Rebbe Pratim, Rebbe Pratim, Ahin, Rebbe Pratim, Ahir. It's Inyan Echad. It's Inyan Echad. And that type of tzaddik who is Nifter, Nach Purim, Nach Purim, right? Or between Purim, regular Purim, Shushan Purim, you know, Mamashan, An Shushan Purim. So tzaddik like that, who is the art side is Purim, right? And his Inyan is in Eshkol, and that's Yom Kippur. So das alein, that, that means that, that such a tzaddik is going to be poil Yeshua's for all of Klai Yisrael to be able to bring us back to that place of Luchas Rishonis and to be able to reveal the truth of all truths, which is that all of Tariz Yinechad was Shraslikas of Lamar, it's Einam, Ovadi, that's all it is. So Allah Lamaisa, I can only speak for myself. Everyone, listen, and, and everyone certainly, and you have many Rabbanim, and this is not, every Rav and every Maradarech uh, has to speak Lefi Sharish Nishmasam. What spark of the tzaddik is, is, is they have a shaykhist to and speaks to them and, and that's all they can do. So what I've been hearing very often from most people is that because of this, we should mechazek ourselves to learn more. Now, I'm a big fan of learning. Okay, I like, I'm, some of my best friends are learners, right? So I, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of learning and you should add tzadarim and learn more. And, but to me, two things. We should have a desire to know Kola but really, when you get to the kishkas of it, it's the only the, to do that. It's inyan echad to kasher ourselves to why we learn. What are we doing? The elokus to understand to try to find the luchas rishonis behind the scenes to connect ourselves to be to have to, the ischaskas of Purim, to allow us to then move into Pesach and Shavuos to be able to believe that we're shyach to luchas rishonis because that that kol gadol yosef that that great voice of Harsinai, and that's it. That voice continues on. And through every, every single tzaddik, like Rabbi Tzaddik writes in the Kutumamar over here, he goes on to say that every tzaddik who on his le- particular level gets to that place of Inyan Echad, that's what they're then trying to give over to the generation, is that, that taste of Inyan Echad. So you talk about a tzaddik like this, you could be in a spall from, yeah, the total recall and all that stuff. It's, it's unbelievable. Don't get me wrong, but, but uh, dummies like us, what are you going to have a shaykhis? So we have a uh, to anything. What, what, what does that do for us? 
that, that he knew Kol Tarakula. I, I, I said this to some of the guys, I shouldn't say this, Barabim, but you be Michael me. I when 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 uh, when I heard first heard it, what was it? Uh, Erev Shabbos, right? So so I thought to myself, like, what could we do? You know, I thought maybe like a crazy idea. Maybe like the whole shul, macabre on ourselves over the course of a year to take each one a chelik. You know, he makes he made a siyum on Kol Tarakula every year of Pesach. Maybe we could all like divvy up Kol Tarakula amongst ourselves. And then the person I was speaking to like told me. What culture cool means? I'm like, you know, it's, <laughs> we need a bigger shul. We need a bigger shul. So it's not so posh. So that's a, you know, it, you know, it's 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 rachmanis. It's mamish rachmanis. But so what? So so what could we do? Inyan echad. That's that's kol tarakula. That's kol haturakula's inyan echad. When you makash yourself to that inyan echad, you have kol tarakula. And this is what we find by the big tzaddikim, by the chesidish rebbe. You know, there's a there's a chesam soifer. The chesam soifer. I'm sorry, it's late. Chesam soifer used to say that by him it's a kabbalah that the only person that could have ruach kaidish is if you know shas and paiskim. You have to know kol tarakula to have ruach kaidish. That's what they say from the chesam soifer. So all you know, that's a kasha and a lot of chesidish ma'isim, right? So the answer is that tzaddikim say. Of course, you need kol kula to have ruach kaidish, but but if you but you don't necessarily need to have every single ball of the fifty million balls to have ruach kaidish. If you have the inyan echad of Torah, that's kol kula. That's kol kula. That's what the chacham are saying in the tesefta. Even Allah lamaisa right now, a guy is shalosh like inyan. It's not kol kula inyan echad right now. So to me, again, just speaking for myself within myself, to be myself more asmada, to learn more, to learn more. But in a way of iskashus that in when you have it in then we talk. You learn kol tarakula. Then there's no reason why each and every one of us can't have kol tarakula. Ah, you don't have the brain for it, but you have a brain for pasukichomish. You have a brain for a mishnah. You have a brain for uh, for a capital talem. That could be kol tarakula. What do you mean? How could a pasuk, one pasuk be kol tarakula? If that pasuk in your mind, in your avoda, is be yourself to the infinite one, the one that's speaking that pasuk, then that God is indivisible, and automatically you have kol terkula. You might not have all the knowledge that comes with all the svarim from kol terkula, but you have the inyan echad of kol terkula, and that, and that's sometimes the ikker. That, that's sometimes the ikker, and halavai from there, the balls come automatically. But that's the the inyan echad of kol terkula. No, Hashem should help us that we should be zayich to have to to now that the tzaddik is not. Not not tethered and not uh, held back by a guf. We shall be zeichet to be like the kalas that come towards the chasan to have that desire, to have that cheshek, to find the ninacha, to return to luchas rishainas, and to have the ischaskas of purim to go into pesach and to have the kapar of yom kippur. We shall be zeichet to be makasha ourselves to the tzaddik to find our spark and be zeichet like that to taka all be escorted right back into the beis hamikdash, which is complicated, multifaceted, but it all boils down to that that place of absolute silence and that the absolute simplicity of animal vadai, the Biaskal Sadik Rahim Harimino.